take one. Well, Sam, thank you so much for joining me for a fireside chat. Thanks um, for having me, absolutely. for inviting me. Absolutely. So I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about what generosity means to you. I would love to. Um, I think I've thought about this, of course, since your invitation. And my experiences in my church life uh, with generosity have been um, a mix of places that where generosity seemed nowhere to be found. Mm. And so coming to REC was a very different experience for me. I was brought up, born and raised Catholic, married into the Episcopal Church, and Steve and I were members of an Episcopal Church in San Antonio for a number of many years, not to be named. Um, I was on the vestry, we were active, I did all the things I thought I was supposed to do, taught Sunday school, was uh, engaged in vacation Bible school, yada, 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 and everyone was, was very loving and, and wonderful. But during the time we were members, uh, my brother passed away. My brother was gay and passed away of AIDS in 1991. And for some reason, I mean, I was horribly grief-stricken and of course would dissolve into sobbing whenever I talked about it, but something told me not to share that information. Mm. I didn't feel, even with the clergy with whom I was quite close, yeah. um, I just never shared that part of my life. And on some deep level, I, I felt possibly, in retrospect, I'm thinking this, it wasn't a safe, space yeah. in which to share those kinds of things. Then, fast forward 2003, we were still members of this church. Steve and I were elated at, at the consecration of the first openly gay bishop who was in a monogamous, long-term, uh, faithful relationship, yada, yada, yada. And we were thrilled. We thought, wow, we're moving forward. But unfortunately, that is when the, the lack of generous response was just so palpable mm -hmm. at this church. Um, hostile, um, not even a willingness to have conversation, really. And we felt that we, you know, part of me wanted to stay and be a voice. Sure. And I was a voice because I was on the vestry at the time. But after a, a year or so, we decided that we just couldn't, that we were, I was always editing my thoughts. I was never able to just speak openly about anything I believed in mm -hmm. that I thought might be slightly ajar to the mainstream. And I always kept myself very guarded. And I have all my, all my church life. 
So did you make a seamless exit from the unnamed Church to Reconciliation? The church or was not there, to be named. Or was there a period of exile? Oh, or? yes. We went on hiatus for a good three to four years. Okay. And then I was invited to come over and see what Reconciliation was about. And I came to Rec on, uh, during the week. It was not on a Sunday. And the first thing that struck me as I drove up and into that, into the front parking lot was how I didn't see a church. I didn't see the, the church and everything seemed to be nestled in nature, in the trees, in the grounds. And for me, I, I immediately kind of exhaled and I, I, I can articulate it now, uh, but at the time I just felt drawn in to the courtyard, beautiful, uh, comforting, um, and it was as if there was a spirit of humility and reverence here before I saw any humans, Josh, because it seemed like the humans who were here as, as this parish knew that they were, they were not the owners of this property as much as coming into a place where there was vibrant um, community already, excuse me. Okay. People know this is a pool, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we were, the buildings were, there's a humility about the architecture for me that is in, in relationship with nature that surrounds us. And for me, though I didn't sense it at the time, the humility and the sense of reverence for nature and for creation that was so so palpable when I walked in, I now think of as a spirit of generosity that is unspoken in human language, mm -hmm. very much spoken in creation language, because for me, the spirit of generosity does grow out of humility and reverence. And so the very first experience I had of wreck and the sense of generosity was not with people, yeah. but was with the land, was with the grounds. Yeah. May I continue or do you have well, some? Well, let me ask one other question because and I'm gonna I'm gonna combine the next two because I think you've already begun to touch on on these answers. Um, so within that initial experience with the grounds and then over your time here, could you talk a little bit about the ways in which this church has been generous to you? Yeah. But could you also touch on ways in which you have felt invited to be generous yourself uh, in response back to the community? Sure. Um, well, the, the generosity of the church and the people of reconciliation were very clear to us on the very first Sunday. So I, I visited Rec 
during the week and met a few people, but it was a very quiet day. But then we came to church on Sunday. And on the service bulletin, on the cover, there was always, or on the inside, doesn't matter, um, <laughs> Dr. Rick, Dr. Rick, I don't know. Anyway, um, there, there was a, 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 always a small notice about the flowers were uh, given in Thanksgiving for yada yada by so-and-so. Yeah. And that particular Sunday, the flowers for the altar had been given in Thanksgiving for the 46-year relationship of Alfred and George. So Steve and I are sitting in the pews and we're looking at this even before the service begins. And we, we both looked, saw it at the same time and said, we probably are home. Yeah. This is home. So that generosity of um, oh, acceptance and reverence for the diversity of God's creation seemed to just not be announced, not be touted as this is what we do and aren't we wonderful, but just, you know, it was just a part of the community. Um, and then of course, I, I found, because I am such a classic introvert, I found a great spirit of generosity in the people in the beginning because we were not as was my experience with previous churches, one not to be named. Um, you know, once somebody new comes, <sighs> and home visits with baked bread, yeah. and a, a little bit too aggressively welcoming. Right. Rec was not like that. It was very relaxed, very, um, they gave us space. And I found that very generous too. So what was the next question? Oh, how have I been invited yeah. To, yeah. To, to feel and be generous? Well, certainly, I have never in my life in a church felt able to really just be who I am. I've always, as I said, kind of always been on guard and edited, wanted to be sure to fit in. Yeah. And um, with Rec, I feel like I could say just about anything. And somebody would understand not everyone would understand or agree, yeah. but it would be, it could be something that was spoken as someone's truth in that moment, and it would be received with generosity, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And I mean, I, I am a person who believes that trees are beings and that animals are far more advanced than humans in many ways. 
They just don't have the same kind of intelligence or language that we have. And I can say these things, and I know you may be thinking, but you are receiving it yeah. with generosity. Yeah. Uh, so there's that thing. I feel like I, I can contribute by speaking what is in my heart, but also as a storyteller, I have just been so graciously and generously received and put up with uh, and tolerated for the stories that I love to tell. And whether they are stories of biblical women, uh, where I try to bring maybe different points of view or possibilities that haven't been considered in traditional teachings, um, or characters like, you know, the curmudgeonly Episcopalian lady, Mrs. Barrington. I've always, always felt that whatever I offer, it is received in the spirit of generosity. And I'm sure there are probably people who, when they see me coming up to tell the stories and they go, oh, here she goes again. But that's okay. So I have been prompted to be generous with my, my gifts, my talents, if you will. Um, and because of that, I know that I have grown spiritually. Uh, just, you know, just being able to speak things out loud that are a part of you is not a common experience. It really isn't. And I think there are probably many of us who have come from other traditions, other churches, who have, and, and I think you've even intimated this yourself, Josh, where we have felt compelled to move in, a, in another direction to find um, a place to be authentically who we are. Absolutely. And then of course, we are definitely prompted to be generous with our own time and talent and treasure as much as we possibly can because this community, oh, it is, it isn't for me, Rick, isn't it? Oh, shoot. <laughs> Cut. No. Rec is an example of abundance and generosity um, reminds us of the abundance, I think, or the abundance reminds us to be grateful for it. And that also ushers in generosity. I don't know that there's a more perfect way to, to end our time than, oh, good. than on that. <laughs> so thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And, we'll and thanks for time. putting up with me and my tears. Absolutely. Thanks, Sam. Thank you, Josh.